0: The Homance Chronicles. The female equivalent of a bromance. So many poor choices. But so many good tags. But
1: so many poor choices.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's not <We're>, gonna... <laughs> I'm waiting. Are we recording now? Uh,
0: yep, now we are. We got the right
1: blank point. And so that being said, this is the Homance Chronicles.
0: I am Sarah, and I'm Nicole, and we have um, a a guest with us from across the pond. If you yeah,
1: as a matter of fact, your first international, truly international guest, I believe
0: she is. Um. Yeah, we had, we had guests on from England, but they are actually Americans living in England. So technically you're the first person on the podcast with an accent. And <laughs> I love your Australian accent. We've only spoke for like two minutes, but I'm in love with you already. Um, so welcome Maz and you are a mindset coach and author, and we're so happy to have you. Um, please just, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself. Thanks so much for having me, guys. And I am honored to be the first
2: international <laughs> on your <laughs> podcast. Um, uh, I love your accents too. And I love that we're on the polar opposite side of the world. You're in freezing cold and I'm in sweltering hot weather. <laughs> but yes. Um, yeah, I have just released my first book, I deserve better about toxic relationships. And as you said, I am a mindset coach and a creative entrepreneur. So
0: first of all. The cover of your book is just I deserve better and you know it's very simple but it's like so impactful and it's hard to say I, I would say I don't understand why people have such a hard time saying it it's so, really hard yeah like where did, where did the um I guess where did the inspiration come from to just be like I'm just gonna say it and we're gonna make this a normal thing and people should be having these expectations Oh, it's something
2: so obvious like we all know we should deserve better right? right but for some reason we've just been conditioned through our childhoods our lives our past relationships our experiences and created these limiting beliefs and blocks like subconsciously to feel like we're not worthy of things that everyone should be worthy of like it's a given
0: birthright <laughs> i i mean that was such a simple answer you're like why don't i think this way all of the time but- <laughs> you mentioned old beliefs, right? And I've been going through some self-love type exercises that are really trying to hone in on old beliefs. And it's quite the journey. (laughs) Oh man, it's messy. Like no one's gonna, it is not
2: pretty. Anyone that tells you that is not telling the truth.
0: (laughs) So in my experience, I really have to dig through the layers. Like I got to shave a lot of the top layers off to really dig in there and figure out like what it is I actually believe because it's not top of mind for me. And, or if it is top of mind, I'm not recognizing it. So, you know, I personally wanted to, um, be more of a a, a magnet to bring somebody into my life that was going to be like an equal partner for me and stop attracting bullshit dudes and (laughs) you and me birth sister (laughs) yeah like what made you go okay I'm ready for this work because it's hard work but it's worth it oh definitely I definitely and like the thing is it is a journey and
2: It's not a destination because the more you dig and you find stuff and the more work you do, you find you keep finding more and then more and more and more. And you're like, oh, my God, how messed up am I? (laughs) Like, does this stop? (laughs) And that's the truth of it. (laughs) Like, you find little things and then you'll find more and more and it's a never-ending journey. Like, there is no destination. I think it's coming to that realisation that everything we've experienced good or bad has shaped us into who we are now and that will continue happening. So it's becoming aware of that and learning how to work with that journey so that way you can deserve better. And again, like you, stop attracting bullshit people. Um, It's more about we attract what we are, right? And if you really look back at that, even though your intentions may not be of a bad person, if you subconsciously believe you don't deserve anything better, you're going to attract that. So at the end of the day, it's, my book basically explains how, and even my mindset coaching, you can't control anything outside us or anyone that is not us. The only thing we can control is us. So the work starts with us, like you were saying, doing your own journey, but it's when you start changing things inside you, you'll start seeing everything around you and the things that you attract do actually change because it matches your energy. I have a question. Yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) was there any (laughs) when you were either one of you actually because I personally haven't been doing this process like you (laughs) was there any part where you were like okay I am terror terrified I'm freaked out about what I'm finding I don't want to do this anymore and I'm closing the book I'm gonna go back to my toxic ways were there any points in time where you literally had to walk or talk yourself off the edge like
2: oh my god like a lot yeah like a little bit about my background I was born into poverty. So, my I was born in the Philippines originally. I'm in Australia now, very lucky. Um, at 14, I was there was times I slept on park benches, I was couch surfing, I was out of home, you know what I mean? I had a lot of abandonment issues. There was a time in my life I was like a drug addict, party girl,
0: alcoholic, crazy, you know, party girl. Um, and Did you ever, I ended up having to go to like rehab or any kind of, um, no, I didn't. Luckily,
2: no, I managed to force myself off that and literally one of the hardest things I had to do back then. But no, luckily I had that inner strength to get myself through that. That's Um, amazing. Congratulations. Uh, Thank you. But yes, on top of all of that, found myself in one toxic relationship to another, to another, to another, to a point where I'm like, all right, this keeps happening. Is this me? Like, how can I keep playing these same emotionally abusive or toxic relationships over and over again, where it's the same situation with a different face and a different name and a different relationship? And it got to a point where I was like, is this me? What am I doing to attract this? And that's where the game changed. And as you were saying, Sarah, yes, that's, it's a crappy thing to, it doesn't feel good to admit oh, your own bullshit. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, so- we don't do it yeah. like to be like okay this is where I went wrong this is how I acted this is how I reacted whether you were the perpetrator or the enabler it takes two to tango and you need to be able to take responsibility of your own bullshit basically and that's a hard thing to do to accept and admit you messed up and this is some ugly parts of me but that is like the most biggest step But yeah it can be a really tough thing when you're always so to say the victim
1: right always the victim always looking at why did I why did this happen to me instead of like why or what did I do to get to this point
2: correct right yeah that's what Yeah. what what part did I play to get myself in this situation like and that's where the game changes like it's you can't control someone else and they can do and they may have done and did all the things that were not right. But what did you do to allow yourself to get into that? (laughs) Like, you've got to take responsibility too. And until you do that, you will keep replaying those cycles. And that's what I found. And that was a really crappy thing to come to awareness of and admit to even myself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I had to, um, as part of one of my exercises was write down on a piece of paper, each of the things that I did that negatively contributed to the chaos and then write out to myself, like the opposite of that. Like, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to do this now. And then the old thing I burned. So- That's brilliant, yeah. Yeah, as like a visual and like a, a, almost like an energy clearing experience, you have the opportunity to say, I'm not gonna do those actions anymore and just burn them. That's actually I'm it is an energetic thing because I don't know, I I believe
2: everything is energy and doing that does clear out that kind of energy. It's like a kind of ritual kind of thing. Yeah, but I actually yeah. have a similar exercise that I do in one of the course I'm creating. It's very similar to that, except I haven't added the burning thing. <laughs> <laughs> I might take that on board. <laughs>
0: as a fire girl. Add the fire. Yes. Um, yeah, because I mean to answer. Sarah's question from my perspective um the the deeper that I dig it does it only feels shitty for a temporary moment in time after you get past it your energy feels so much different and you know you have like things stored in your body or there's things that make you feel a certain way so like if you're talking about a relationship and you are heartbroken and you start working through those things all of a sudden like you're chest feels like it's more open like physically I felt like I um could allow like more people into my space
2: oh definitely definitely what we focus on grows right and like with every situation person thing or circumstance there's good or bad so if you're going to focus on the negative of that that's going to make you feel negative you know and if you focus on the positive of that like you did yeah, you'll start seeing more positive and attracting more positive people because, you know, if, if you're a positive person, you're only going to be attracted to other positive people, not a negative Nancy and vice versa, right?
0: Yeah. And I didn't even consider myself to be that much of a negative Nancy, more of a realistic, what's an R name? <laughs> <laughs> Reagan. A realistic Reagan is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rachel. Uh, Renee. Yeah. So, um, I do feel like I moved more out of just being like accepting a status quo and being a realistic Reagan into being a positive poly, a little bit more of a positive poly. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it, but it's interesting because at first you're like, I don't get it. Like, is this going to, what's this going to do for me? So like when it comes to trying to coach people obviously they've had to take a step to come to you to say, I need help. Right. Yeah. So how do you get them to be like, okay, well now you're here. Now I need to like convince you that this is going to help or be worth it. Or like, you know, people who have a, a image of like self-help as like a guru thing or something like, how do you convince live them that life, love. live, life, love, it's like self-help. Yeah. <laughs> <love, kind of. laughs>
1: in one thing but they're so far from them (laughs) they're so far in the opposite direction
2: yeah no well I don't convince people because the thing is you can't help someone that doesn't want to help themselves and I don't want to work with someone that doesn't want to help themselves because everything that I say or anything that I do to give you advice or to guide you you're not going to listen so or they do it Yeah. Like there's no convincing. I think when the people do come to me, they're at that point where it's like, no, I need help. Like I know you're the right person that can help me. And I think that comes down to a lot of me sharing all my things on my Instagram platform, my new YouTube channel, like my email subscription. I send weekly tips and tricks for free. I give out a lot of free information to help people regardless if they're my client or not. Um, and I think it just comes to a point where someone's watching and following my journey and it gets to a point where like, I need help. And I don't think they would come to me to do that, to not, do you know what I mean? I don't need to convince you. If you don't, if you need to be convinced, we don't work together.
1: And I love that. And I'm glad you brought up your YouTube channel because I was doing my research beforehand to get to know a little bit about you and the work that you're doing. And first of all, first of all, I noticed that the YouTube channel is very fresh, like very, very fresh. And (laughs) the uh, information that you have on it is just refreshing. It's current, it's not outdated. It's relevant to what's happening right now. And the uh, meditation that, okay. So I listened to the things that you wish, I wish I would have known when you were were growing up that video that you have, it's like nine minutes long. Wonderful video, great advice some awesome information and then I was doing something else so it rolled into one of your meditation videos and I had to do something else so I couldn't actually actively meditate but I went back for it Yay. <laughs> awesome I, I totally loved it so yes I would recommend people go and check your channel out just for those free bits that you have out there it's wonderful
2: thank you yeah no for me I'm like if I rewound and I knew all this information that I'm sharing for free to other yeah. people. That would have helped me so much. Like, I wish I knew me back then. So <laughs> <laughs> like, I wish I knew these things back then. And so I just, I get so much, like, it's so rewarding and I get such a kick and I'm so passionate about being able to help people that are stuck in mindset that I once was in, because I used to think life was hard and I used to think why do some people get things so easily? Why why has everything come so easy for them? And I've got to work hard and I've got to struggle and bad stuff always happens to me. And I was stuck in that mindset. Like people used to tease me for being an un, like always unlucky. Like it was just the thing. And I actually got teased about it. And now these days, people actually tease me where they're like, oh yeah, you're just always so lucky. Like, how did it just go 360? And when I figured that out, it's just like, wow, like this is such a game changer. And so many other people are still stuck in those mindsets, still attracting bad things when you don't have to. And I just, I don't know, I get such a kick about like sharing that with everyone. So I'm like, get on this bandwagon. You can, life doesn't have to be like hard.
1: Right. So one question I had from that video was that you shared in the beginning, um, the mindset of um, people who have money are bad people and that mindset was instilled in you by your parents can you talk a little bit more about how your parents
2: maybe unintentionally impacted you yeah yeah of course and it is unintentional we have to remember back then they were not they didn't have the resources like we have internet and everything now and now we have a lot of gurus as you guys are saying self-help people everyone's talking about like motivation where they didn't have that back then right so they didn't know better. So, you know, they were working with what they knew. But definitely, um, I know that was the um, attracting, how to attract money into life using the law of attraction and removing those subconscious beliefs. Mm-hmm. And yeah, as I said earlier, I grew up in poverty. So, when you're in poverty, and this is Philippines, like I still have family living in tin sheds where their houses are patched up with magazines and newspapers, like legit poverty. When you're growing up in that environment, the rich people or even the middle-class people that have a proper roof over their head is so out of reach, right? That will never be me. And they're in that mindset. This is right. my reality and this is how it is. Or even when you are struggling, which I had done most of my life in my family, like everything was, we can't afford that. Bills came, oh, how are we going to get this? I saw, do you know what I mean? Everything was budget shopping and looking for the best <laughs> bargain. Um, and that's how... I grew up then and yes I would hear like my stepfather and like always saying the rich always get richer they're so greedy like why the world is just work like that where we have to work hard and they're making money from it and all of that and I didn't think I took it on board because I was like you know six seven eight you know I was 10 however old not thinking anything of it but As I grew up, I realized they became subconscious beliefs that I also had. Like, I believe the rich, if someone was successful, that was so up there. And like, even earning six figures was so out there because I didn't have an education. I didn't even finish high school. I, my family is like this. I wasn't born into riches, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I had all these beliefs that stopped me from becoming someone that could earn six figures because I didn't believe I could have it. I thought that was so out there because the rich only got richer and we stay like this. So when you were um,
1: coming to the realization that, you know, maybe your parents did you dirty on accident a little tiny bit.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Have it all about.
1: Have you like, do you still, and I unfortunately don't know this, but if your parents are still around, do you still have a relationship with them? And if so, do you bring these things to their attention or do you just continue to try to have a relationship with them in the mindset of, I love you for who you are. I'm
2: not going to try and change you. Definitely. Um, Well, my father was from the Philippines. He's only just here in Australia for the last couple of years now. And I grew up with my stepfather. So I have a bit of a weird family dynamic. But exactly what you said now, no, I've, I feel like the more you become aware of yourself, your own flaws, why you do things, what triggers you to do things, where did this behavior stem from? And the more you become aware of yourself and understand yourself, the more you can understand others. And I've never been one to push my opinion or thoughts on anyone else. Because as I said earlier, you can't help someone that won't help themselves. So it's just going to fall into deaf ears. It's like, you know that friend you give advice to and you've said the same thing over and over but when they're finally ready to listen at that point in time they're gonna be like wow I really needed to hear that that makes so much sense you're like babe I've been telling you this for years <laughs> but do you know what I mean like so and I that's no the idea case.
0: what like, you mean like, yeah <laughs> fine. fine yeah we fine. say this we say stuff to each other all the time I'm sure that doesn't resonate you know not at all <laughs> hey at least you guys can admit that <laughs> yeah that's <a> problem <laughs> yes <laughs> so you know I also um Came from a divorced family and I have a stepmom who's been in my life for a long time. And so yeah, you get a you get an odd dynamic when you also add a third or fourth or however many parents into the mix <laughs> yeah. well. Right. Because now you have misaligned <laughs> beliefs.
2: Right.
0: You spend half your time with mom and you know she believes you can be whatever you want and you spend half of your time with dad and he's like "Mm, let's not aim for this
2: yeah yeah yeah
1: (laughs) let's be realistic let's shoot for the top of those trees over there should we
0: (laughs) so i mean i feel like there a lot of people come from backgrounds where they have multiple influences and it's a lot of these activities are about finding your own voice. So when did you like start really finding your own voice and being comfortable to be able to use it? Like how long did that take?
2: Yeah. I think the first time I actually started using my voice was maybe six years ago, five, six years ago. Um, And that was after like a really, really horrible breakup um, where I was literally left with no money I didn't even have, I had a roof over my head this time. As I said, I've told you, I've been on the streets before and, but I couldn't even pay, pay for rent because I had no money. I couldn't even go to work because all my clothes and everything were taken and I had no money to buy clothes. I was legit in that and I couldn't eat because I had no money. Like my friends actually took turns in feeding me. It was, and I got to a point where I'm like, how did I come back to being homeless at 14 again? And now I'm in my twenties. How is life? how is this This is a cruel game how did I get back to this place and I actually spent a night drinking cheap wine laughing hysterically because I just thought how can life be so cruel how did I find myself here with a roof over my head this time (laughs) that I can't pay for (laughs) and um
0: yeah it was just a cheap bottle of wine and you didn't go down like some terrible path in like oh that night I
2: actually almost committed suicide I won't lie like um It was a very rough night. (laughs) Um, I literally wanted to jump off my balcony. And the only thing that stopped me was it was only eight floors high. And I thought if I jump and I don't die, I don't want to be stuck like that. And that was the only thing that stopped me. I actually, like, I was at that point because I was just like, how can life do this? I've struggled my whole life. I've come out from how am I back at 14, but this time with a roof over my head that I can't pay for. Like, it was legit. I just felt so helpless. And after my crazy, laughing, hysteric moment of just like, why? (laughs) Like, are you kidding me? (laughs) Like, what is this? I finally decided, you know what? I am not allowing anyone or anything outside of me to ever make me feel like this again. I am not going back to that place. Like, I've come so far not to go back to those days. Um, And I woke up different. And I just woke up feeling like with a feeling of like, I never want to ever feel like that again. And I'm not allowing anything outside me to ever let me feel like that again. Cause that's me giving my power away. And then that's when I started my own self-development journey. And as like, I don't know, the universe works. When you start doing better for yourself, I started, I found out about spirituality. I found out about law of attraction I found out about Tony Robbins. I'm sure everyone on a personal development at some point <laughs> find him, right? <laughs> found out. And then he actually, I was watching all these videos and stuff and that led me to one thing, to another, to another person. And-
0: Did you ever work with a coach yourself or did you, was all of this on your own?
2: Actually, all of that was on my own. And except for when I was competing, I used to compete and I had that coach, but that was a more physical thing. Currently, I do have a mentor now. Um, my mentor, you guys probably know her, but um Shannon Kaiser, so she's best selling author. Um, she's uh international life coach, she speaks publicly about self-love and all like she's a great mentor. I love her, but I currently now have that mentor, which I should have done a long time ago. Um, because that would have saved me years of stumbling and you know, like I just would have had that guidance, but that's why. Now I have one and in business, in life and everything, I've done so much since hiring my own mentor. And so that's why I do what I do to help give back and save people those years a struggle for me. But I believe Mm -hmm. everyone should have a mentor.
0: Yeah, I agree because just even the support of a non-biased person. Oh, definitely. And the accountability. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. I uh, really, honestly, I think I started using my inner child as my accountability partner. It's not going so well, but we're here. We're still trying.
2: Yeah. <laughs> as long as you're
0: trying, right? One we're step at a time. Today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the majority of the time, if my inner child pops up, which is now actually recognizable from all of the therapy I've done over the years, um... <laughs> it's not usually a good feeling, like that doesn't normally hold me accountable, that normally takes me back to a place of, I've disappointed mom, or I've, you know, I'm not supposed to be acting this way, or, you know, something, it usually takes me back to something that's more negative, where I have to tell myself, like, no, it's okay, like, I'm not, those things are actually positive, that's a lot, a lot of the work I do, and even my book touches on
2: that as well, because my book takes you on that journey, but that's coming into like consciousness because if you rewind back years ago, even a couple of years ago, you weren't doing that. You no. have no idea of your triggers.
0: No. Like you just you reacted had and acted. To me, I'd be like, inner
2: what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right? And you no. didn't. So like even coming to that spot of being able to consciously recognize I'm being triggered and this is triggering me because of something mom said when I was eight. Mm -hmm. that's a massive step now that's how you can make changes because again that's you owning up realizing your own bs and then coming to awareness of where that stemmed from so you you can only move forward for that that's the whole point of being conscious because now you know better you can make better choices and decision instead of just reacting and acting out from how you're feeling at the time you now know hang on this is a trigger Mm -hmm. How do I work through this trigger? How do I move forward from now? So it's actually a really good thing because the more you do that self, like self-work and everything, you're going to find like every day, nearly there's triggers all the time. You're like, Oh my God. But before you were asleep, not aware of that at all. And just acting and going on with life. Now the game changes for you because these are coming there. It's actually good. It's a really good thing. It's showing how much you you're growing.
1: Oh yeah. And it's painful
0: yeah <laughs> yes well, Definitely. I, I think what always used to impede me from being I as you say like conscious and like aware was um that meant that I actually had to like slow down enough to realize I had a feeling <laughs> yeah <laughs> you just got an
1: actual real life snort out of me <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, like I'm sure a lot of people don't really tap into the breadth of feelings that our uh, our body and our our emotions and everything can possess. I mean, I can think of even a handful of people who probably are just like happy, sad, angry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean.
1: Such a weird connection and correlation. But if you look at Facebook, we only have a limited number of reactions, right? And I think <laughs> yeah, that's, that is true. Does <laughs> it doesn't even simplify how we communicate verbally because it just makes more sense that way? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Liking, I'm upset. <laughs> so you mentioned that you were in competitions and yeah. that was like a separate type of coach. So that seems like a whole other path because one it's one thing to work on your self love (laughs) from a mental and emotional and spiritual standpoint it's another to do the physical work yeah Um, what what kind of competition (laughs) 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 i guess like
2: again i don't know like when you have when you do come across your life calling you can run away from it as much as you want, because as we were talking about before, admitting to all of that, digging deep, it's it's painful. It, you don't want to admit it. You try to run from it. And as you were saying earlier, Sarah, yeah, like that's that was me running from it. When I came to that realization where, hang on, I, I've i experienced so much and I've come so far, I should be helping others. I have so much like knowledge and wisdom and to be able to help other people in my situation that I've already overcome and I had that moment and that's when I did start online and I did start doing things but I was kind of like still hiding behind a barrier and then I think because I was an over I was overweight and then I decided I'm going to compete I'm going to be I'm going to compete and do bodybuilding competitions I'm going to be a bikini model which seems so (laughs) out of
0: reach
2: (laughs) yeah (laughs) It is. It is. And like most people would lose weight and work to that. But I don't know. I just went that way um, because I just wanted to see what I could do. Right. I had no discipline. Alcoholic took drugs. Do you know what I mean? Like there was no partying every weekend, sometimes even during the week. Like there was it's like, can I actually do this? Like, do you know what I mean? And I surprised myself with what I did do. But again, that was part of the journey. And then even while, because I was finding out about law of retraction, I did use a law of retraction while I was going that route. I got myself an oxygen magazine, which was always a dream and all these things, but I was going the wrong way. That was not my life purpose, but it was part of the plan because I had to help myself first so that I could help other people. But I was deterring from what I was supposed to be doing, which was ultimately helping people with the inner work, not the physical work. I'm yeah. not... I was not supposed to be a weight loss coach. Do you know what I mean? Like that is not my calling.
1: I was going to ask if you were actually using your weight loss journey as a way to kind of not fully dive into your self-help, you know, kind of like switching the addiction
2: type situation. Because people do that. Definitely. It was more the, you did have to like look at yourself as your own discipline and learn all the out of things on the outside do you know what i mean of like becoming a better person yeah you're learning discipline you're learning how to use your motivation you're learning how to make better choices the outer stuff that you see but yeah it was me running away from the real inner work which as you were saying before sarah is painful it's like (laughs) you don't want to go there and i was not going there for a long time but sharing my other journey which that was a whole different youtube channel that was a whole different thing but now I've come to like, not like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. That's I was going the wrong way. Um, and now it's way more rewarding. Now I feel so much better now. And yeah, like when you do finally come to that courage of just owning up, like the thing is we are all wounded adults walk, like w- wounded children walking around as adults, yes. like all of, all of us. And it's is when bunch- you come to- yeah. And when you come to that realization, it isn't as bad because then you start looking at not just yourself, but you realize everyone else has got their own BS, their own trauma, their own experiences that they're all messed up. We are all messed up in some way. And our parents were just, they did the best that they could, but they're messed up too. And then you just come to that awareness of, wow, like, do you know what I mean? It's not that bad. Like it's actually a good thing that you're coming to this awareness where well, you can make better choices and you can't can pass that down to how you treat your friends your family your colleagues and even your children if you have children do you know what I mean you can start breaking that cycle and changing things completely yeah. different you know the whole the yeah. next generation is changing
0: yeah I don't think I like admitted that my parents are just regular people until I was adu- like an adult basically I was like they're not like they don't have they're not experts. They're not, <laughs> yeah. oh. they're not special. They're just regular people. <laughs> that's
1: actually one of my favorite questions. How old were you when you realized that your parents were just people?
2: I think it was when I came to the acceptance of um, because I had a lot of resent for my family when I was like on my own, like through my teenage years. I had a lot of resentment, like, how could you do that? How could you disappear me? And I think is when I came to that realization, which probably I think only really, like I kind of knew, but only really did it resonate and hit home where I could actually release love and accept properly. And that was probably my, like, I would probably say about 28. That's yeah, that's a long time.
0: Well, yeah, because especially if you are not a parent, then yeah. you sit there and you think like, I would have done X for my kids or I, you know, like how could they let that happen to me or whatever. Right. Um, but even up until 28, you really, a lot of people may not have even experienced enough life experiences to understand why their parents made the decisions that they did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think that it's really important what you were saying before about basically you can look at people with a lens of compassion. Yeah. Once you do this work, instead of immediately being like accusatory or like, why did they do this? Or whatever the case, you just, you, if you put that lens of compassion up first, it's, really takes the energy level back down to where it's supposed to be (laughs) oh definitely (laughs) and like that's exactly what i was saying like before with because when you do
2: realize we're all walking around as like wounded children just disguised as adults you you don't have you're not in that victim mentality anymore you realize we're all doing the best that we can with what we know right and that's literally it so you're no longer the victim and you take accountability of yourself and you're exactly right Nicole you're like I look at everyone with compassion I don't even if they do wrong to me I understand why from your like has no reflection on me right and when people come to that awareness because for so long I used to think they treating me like this what's wrong with me they did this what what did I do to deserve this it was all that but when you come to that realization that's where you do take your power back because you realize we're all just walking around doing the best that we can and some people know better than others and some people don't but we're all on on that journey um and so you start not to take anything personal and that's when you start doing that you are looking at everyone and everything around you more with compassion and the funny thing is when you start doing that people around you start changing how they are towards you Mm -hmm. it's like Without That's you don't awesome. need to change anyone else. Once you start changing yourself, the funny thing is everyone else seems to start matching your energy. And if they can't, they seem to fall away from your life. Mm-hmm. That's my yeah. Favorite
0: part. I, like, what's, <laughs> uh, what's something? Um, and maybe I'm putting you on the spot with this question, but like, what's something that would be easy for people to practice, um, like throughout their day? Let's say that their boss. Um, sends them some email that triggers them, or they' in, they're in a meeting and they're presenting and people aren't listening, and so that triggers them. Like how, what's something, like what's the first piece of advice you can give to someone to recognize that that's a trigger or to um, to just go about their day differently?
2: Yeah. So this, again, is back to basics and it's going to be easier said than done. <laughs> and Great. it's something I practice myself that I still practice with my, like myself. Um, It does get easier, but I'm not going to lie and say I've perfected it. It's about being conscious and being aware right? And no one's perfect. Like it's not a destination, but it is again, like how you were saying, Nicole, becoming more aware of your feelings. So I think on the basis, when you are starting on your self-development, personal development journey and wanting to become a better person, you start doing things and you know what it feels like to be in a good, peaceful place, whatever that is. You know what it feels like to feel good now because you're starting to remove the chaos, the drama, the negativity. So you know what it like it's like to feel good. And when you do that often enough, you know straight away when you're getting triggered. I don't like it. See, mother boss said, someone just said this, but it's about now you're to the point where you can stop yourself and just be like, okay, this doesn't feel good. I'm used to feeling good. This doesn't feel good. Why am I not feeling good? Could this this be something that has triggered me from something from my past boyfriend said, my parents said, something from childhood, maybe I was teased at school, you know, like
1: mm-hmm.
2: does this, is this a similarity of something that I've experienced that also like has brought up that trigger? Because sometimes these triggers wouldn't trigger someone else. It's just you, right? But right. it's always based on something you've experienced. So it's just asking yourself, what does this remind me of? Oh, makes sense. That's why I'm feeling like this. Okay. And just take a deep breath and not react straight away. And when you come to awareness of that and just not react straight away, especially cinema, you cannot have to reply straight away. You know, you
0: can leave <laughs> that it sitting there. culture now. The expectation Ooh. is like, bam, bam, bam. And so people need to take a breath. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Control R is on high alert every time I get an email. Control reply, everybody. (laughs) I don't know if I'm going to remember to answer your question in
2: 30 minutes. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. But yeah, it's definitely just, yeah, taking that moment and using the things that you've learned now to be aware of why you're feeling that, what's triggered that. Okay, I'm not wanting to make these same mistakes, like, again. And as you were saying, Nicole, the exercise you did, what can I do now moving forward? That's better to handle the situation better. You know, like you don't need to always react. And the more, it's hard at first because especially me, I was so react, I, I reacted a lot. I reacted to things I was without knowing I was getting triggered a lot. And I was just someone that reacted but coming into awareness of that and just slowing down and rethinking, do I want to be that same person before or do I want to be a better person? And it's again using the law of attraction i've always said imagine the person that you want to be and for me this is what worked for me and it's like start pretending that you're that person and i would i say the word pretend because for me it made it easier for me to do because if i was trying to just be it was because i had so many subconscious blocks thinking that person will never be me they're better do you know what i mean so i was like i would just pretend to be that person and i would think If I was that person, how would she think? What would she do? What would she say? And I just started pretending like it was a game. And then eventually, I don't know, I became that person. Yeah. That's That's
1: a fun way to look at it. Like, I'm going to play a role.
2: Yeah. And I think for me, that was easy, which like for, especially with other people that have a lot of subconscious blocks, you know it's easier to, rather than let like, everyone talk about law of attraction act as if act, it's so hard to do that when you don't believe that you can be that so right. if you like my best advice if you ask someone like that which was me is play a game pretend just pretend to be that imagine who that person is that you want to be and just start pretending and at first it's weird then after a while it kind of gets fun and then just always think what would she do what would she say how would she be and be that and then The more you do it, it's you're now creating a habit, and then somehow along the line, you're like, "Holy crap! I'm that person. (laughs) This is just who I am."
1: (laughs) I super love that idea. I'm doing it. Yes,
0: please please, uh, let me know how it goes. (laughs) You're taking "fake it till you make it" to a different level, and I love it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Fake it until you make it. (laughs) Pretend until you make it. (laughs)
0: um is there is there anything else that you want to uh talk about um like is your where's your book available yeah um yeah it's available in bookstores but i think for
2: international like amazon it's on amazon i deserve better Mm -hmm. yeah
1: yeah should we practice saying i deserve better out loud with ourselves before we end
2: today (laughs) (laughs) definitely
0: we can go we can go around the zoom room
1: but add a girls why I deserve better. I like that. We could do that. Yeah, instead
0: <laughs> of attagirls girls, we could do I deserve better, right? So yeah. I think it's at a girl time. So I mean, we take a segment of our show to talk about something positive that we've either done or has happened um, because, you know, we don't always talk about the, um, the best sides of ourselves all the time. So we like to end it with a little, a positivity note. And so instead of like an girl, I can say, you know, I deserve better. And in order to live up to that saying, I recently bought myself, um, a new phone and a few and a new desk. Like I made some major purchases that I wouldn't normally make. Like I would, like normally I would go in and be like, okay, the, the iPhone 12 is out, but I'm going to get the 11 because I'm frugal because I have an old belief as well. From a financial standpoint that like, I don't need the best thing, you know? Yeah. And so, nope, I went full, full force and got the iPhone 12, which is not normal for me. I I it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> you did better baby girl.
1: <laughs> i'm so proud of you. i can't even stand it right now she's cackling
0: <laughs> thank you yeah because normally i um i'm i'm a budget a budget seeker for sure that's so, amazing that's you breaking your limiting beliefs about money right yes yes and like having nice things like i always want nice things but i i I've, I've never want to pay full price yeah <laughs> but now you deserve better <laughs> yeah if I want that I work hard for my money I can get it you know yeah. I'm so I love obsessed. it <laughs> yes <laughs> so, so Sarah, do you have anything
1: I do I deserve better and at a girl very bizarrely opposite from you but it's so positive for me I didn't spend on an iPhone 12 (laughs) (laughs) because I normally am like on the fucking brink of technology at all times so I'm like I need to get the newest latest and greatest but I just didn't do it this year I didn't pull the trigger on it I didn't go through like the hassle and all that stuff and paying for it and all that and I'm like not mad about it I'm not calm about it I feel like a lot of FOMO happening but I'm just gonna sit in my FOMO and just feel it (laughs)
2: I normally don't so I'm proud of myself for that one today (laughs) that's so good yeah I used to always
0: always have FOMO (laughs) yeah I know this feels (laughs) for those who don't know what FOMO means it's fear of missing out (laughs) someone's like what are they talking about (laughs) give a fuck because they don't know (laughs) they don't have it so Maz anything for you Anything um,
2: bad happened, any other girls lately? Yeah, again, with what we said, I think I'm proud of myself of being able to just openly admit my flaws and messed up ways and everything. And actually admit that I share that publicly and that's a big thing for me and have written it in a book where it's there forever always <laughs> there. no more hiding <laughs> even when I'm like 60 70 80 years old in a rocking chair my grandchildren are
0: going to be reading that being like oh my god you crazy lady
2: <laughs>
0: <Okay>. <laughs> it'll be an inspiration to them how did your family react though when you decided to put your whole life out there um support
2: I actually don't know who I'm actually surprised a lot of people um have read it coming from the woodworks and people I've grew up with I've not seen in like decades or years you know um I think it surprised a lot of people because all the stuff I kept hidden I didn't tell people this stuff so it wasn't open knowledge um with my family I think it's like I was worried about what they would you know because you don't want to be that my family's always been like what would other people think you know um but it's not about that I'm not coming from a place of dissing anyone it's about enlightenment and what I learned sharing that so everyone's been pretty supportive of it um I think a lot more shock my book is pretty a slap in the face though it is a spiritual book but it will people might not like me at first because I take you on that journey that is hard but at the end
0: you will feel empowered that I can promise you (laughs) 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 believe it i i don't believe that someone couldn't like you because you are so joyful honestly i was okay, you guys. guys so thanks for bringing
1: that day up a little bit for me i appreciate you uh-huh. on
2: that
1: wait are you in the future what time is it yes for you? i
2: am in the future
0: <laughs> definitely <laughs> in the future <laughs> how mystical is this a <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's like almost 9 30 a.m. for them and it's 6 30 p.m. for us
2: correct yeah Wednesday
0: morning 9 30 in the morning yeah it's ridiculous that I knew that off of the top of my head however
1: <laughs> <laughs> not sure how or why and I'm not gonna ask <laughs> me neither yeah I can't
0: answer so <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't know
0: so tell us where people can find you, um, and what kind of content they can look for on your YouTube channel. So my YouTube channel, yes. Uh, as
2: Sarah said, very new, it's called the yes. Phoenix Rising Collective. Um, on that channel, I share all things that I'm passionate in, which is like law of attraction, spirituality, personal development, and even toxic relationships. Cause I was a I, pro at that. <laughs> um, <laughs> My website is Um My Instagram is Lil Miss Maz, L I L Miss Maz. And yeah, if you want to purchase my book, uh, it's you can find it on Amazon, it's sold all over the world. So yeah.
1: And what's the name of the book, one more time, for the people?
0: I Deserve I Better.
2: That's right. I deserve
1: thought.
0: better. <laughs> <laughs> so if you liked, What you heard today, please subscribe, like, rate. um, You know, go follow Maz on all of her channels. And you can find us on Instagram at homance underscore chronicles. Um, You can also join our Judgment-Free Zone on Facebook. It's a closed group where we share extra uh, bits from our lives and the recordings. So um, you go to Facebook, the Homance Chronicles the Judgment-Free Zone. And now we can say... Oh, it's out.